There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. All right, guys. In honor of Latinos Out Loud last episode, like, what are you guys going to do in your lives after this right now? Lana? Well, I'm just filling in for Rachel because she's so heartbroken right now. But um, I guess I'm going to sabotage some more podcasts. Oh, so you're going to be like the official person that goes in and then that's the official sign that they're done? You know, like home wrecker? Yes. I'll be a pod wrecker. You're like the wow. Grim Reaper of podcasts. Oh, wow. Wow. My well, I'm going to own that shit. For me, I already have like three podcasts lined up. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I don't need what this. Are any names? Any names you could share with us? Uh, I think we'll have to sign the NDA. Latinos not yeah. so loud? <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Can you do a quiet Latino show? <laughs> Latino whisper. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You, Jamie? Jamie? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight to video and I'm gonna do um like a webcam. What? Yeah. So they do that? Um, you can catch me. It's pretty much gonna be be in my bed, um, and some you know uh very like PJs but right. like sexy PJs. Tap into a new market. They have sexy PJs. All right. Uh, you Frank? I'm pretty much done, guys. It's either like I'm gonna go back to Uber or I'm just gonna like go off the grid in the yard and like in my mom's house and just cut everybody off. Wow. I'm spreading the fake news everywhere. April Fools! The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Yo, 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 Yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. As it's is what, like, uh, season five, episode twelve? I think. Is I mean, it? people. I, I still feel like the audience is still recovering from that from that April Fool's opening. That's true. I, it, they might not. They might just be like, "Wow, wait, what just happened?" They're tuning us out for <laughs> a little bit. They thought for a second Their we were done. Imploded. Yeah, yeah, but we're I not think, done. It's I think it helped. Joke. I think it helped out that Alana was here, and like that mm. set up more mm. the joke. You right, know misdirect. I mean? You know. That yeah, was a- there was a nice little like, wait a minute, what is she doing there? This is really happening. 
guys are so smart. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm Juan Bago. I'm Alana J. Uh, Jay Ferns. Frank Nibs. So Alana. Hi. Um, Rachel's not feeling well. She's no. not feeling. She's very sicky sick. Oh no. Um, so she wasn't able to come. Uh, and this is your third. How many? Like how many episodes have you filled in? I think. I technically only filled in once and then the other time I was on as like a pseudo guest, you know? Mm. I was like a micro guest, like a You were like via satellite I from somewhere. I was like somewhere? a mini guest. You were part of the Raydell episode where yes. that video went viral. That so was the like, one that I ho- that I I co-hosted with. That, that was fun. That was fun. Like we you got to improv went. together. That, that video was like a lot of, you know, it was, it was good. And that my, was a lot of fun. It's guys. always fun having seen something get thrown in Mike's face. That was a fun. <laughs> yeah. That's why you kept saying do more takes. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think. No, nah, right. I don't think he got it yet. You do one more. See, but that's why he strategically only asked for somebody to go get two, so it could only happen twice because yes, he knew it. what he knew you were it. up to. And that was so simple. Smart. You made that up like on the fly, mm-hmm. and it became viral. It's so weird. Hey, I mean, it's true. It's it's something when you don't prepare, it it happens. You know, uh, Mike, I, you're teaching a seminar on how to go viral, right? Like, I, uh, well, I have. I've been blessed. I've had like multiple videos gone viral. So I think it's part strategy, but then it sounds like something you would say on a date to impress a girl. I've had multiple videos gone viral. You know, not venereal, viral. (laughs) Talking about viral videos. Every two, three years I go viral. (laughs) Anyways, um, so Alana, thank you for filling in. Oh, thank you guys for having me. You know, you're welcome. I love rocking with the LOL crew. Right. No, what? Like, I was a fan. I always like that's just you guys have no idea. Like I was like Aww. watching you, especially of Rachel. I I told the story the last time. Yes. But literally, I was I saw her in the street pushing her baby, pushing DJ, <laughs> and I literally got starstruck. I was like, oh my wow. god, I, I know you, but you don't know me. Wow. And we smiled at each other and we connected, you know, and it was wow. a beautiful moment. And I slid in her DM like right a real now. predator. What? Right now, Show Rachel's hearing this, right? <laughs> you just made Rachel's day right there. She's gonna be hearing it. She's gonna hear it as soon as it drops. And she's like, that's my girl, Alana. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So let's catch up, Alana. Yes, yes, what yes, you've yes, been yes. up to? Oh, bro, this is some other mister. Um, mm. So, I mean, like, guys, honestly, like, my life is really boring. All I do is uh, work out and uh, train other people at the gym. Wait, you're wow. a personal trainer? You're I am a personal, personal trainer. trainer, yeah. I started that about, like, three, four months ago. Wow. You know? Um, yeah, I have been... Dura, tu durita. Listen, what you want to feel? Frank, that was so Dominican of you. I know I'm hard. Yeah, yeah, you're hard. I know I'm hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag always hard. Yeah, you got you hard. You know, rock hard. I I got to tell you something. I've never said this. Like, I don't, Jamie doesn't know this. I think maybe Frank knows it. At one point, I was going to be a personal trainer. I was going to take the ace, the, some test, the ace thing. I had the book. That's the whack one, but yeah. Oh, Manny back Mo- then, <laughs> Manny Mofongo for in real life. Yeah, Manny Mofongo. Yeah, pretty much. So wait, how does that like? Okay, so what made you say, "All right, I'm gonna be a personal trainer"? You know, fitness has something is something that's always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like I was tired of working in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's something that allows for freedom and flexibility to do the things that I really want to do. You know, um, and I was like, screw it. I was like, if this bozo could do it and charge $150 an hour, like, what's, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, just being comfortable at do the you, gym. Do you give, like, dirty looks to other personal trainers? Like, do you guys have, like, like side eyes and, like, you cut eye, like, yeah, it's, what you're doing right now with that person? Mm-mm, I wouldn't be doing that. 
honestly, now that I know what I'm doing, I see at a lot of facilities, like there are some trainers out there that do not care about whether or not you get hurt. Like it's very obvious. Uh, There's a lot, like I've seen a lot of trainers that are just working with clients that have terrible form. They're about to have broken ankles. Like it's not, so you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You know, you need somebody that's actually, you know, Wants, wants to train you safely. I'm, I'm one of those people that would get hurt. Like, I have bad form when I walk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not walking correctly. Yeah, I noticed that, actually. I was going to talk to you about that after the show. Yeah. Um, that we can work on some core yeah. strength. I a core. Jamie? Just kidding. I have never in my entire life met somebody like Jamie. Like, there was a time where he wanted to go tr- go work out, and he has to do, like, nine things before he works out, he's like, no, nah, I got to take two shakes, uh, no, th- okay. two showers, and it has to be like at <laughs> six o'clock. like that. Six o'clock, and uh, yeah, I can't, I can't go. He, he literally convinced me at one point that he can't work out because it's counterproductive because he's going to burn too much and get skinny. I'm this like, was a long okay, time that's ago. That's a lot of rationalization oh, right there. That was a but, long time um, ago, and that was when I was like, I was reading books, and I was probably getting like information from three different things, and I combined it into my own workout which wasn't really a workout <laughs> it was my own my, my own workout plan that like let me give excuses for not working out that resulted so. in absolutely no no uh, work yeah. exactly right? exactly you were just out. but lana. my my yeah lana what's up obviously i need a little help so you know the uh, audience cannot well i mean she could see, see what you just did <laughs> you, know? you rubbed you rubbed your little belly he rubbed his belly in <laughs> a very give him the play by play let's narrate what yeah. just after the show maybe you give me a few tips so yeah, okay this, we can talk we can this talk, sounds but... very this sounds a little inappropriate but... yeah you start off with vera eh, tuta dura. two vera i need tips uh afterwards oh my god, god frank anyways back yeah. to you alana okay so no th- i mean yeah it's 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 been really rewarding um and honestly if I'm being completely frank, no pun intended, <clears throat> you know, in helping other people get to their goals, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to fucking reach a certain goal with fitness. I just know I like to work out. I've never right. worked out for a specific reason other than to not kill people on the street when I leave. You mm. know what I mean? Like that's why I fell in love with exercising. Um, so yeah, it's really inspiring, and um, you know, I'm helping people, which is great. But um, other than that, <laughs> and your personal life, I mean, I feel like now that you're one of the calls, you let's gotta get, delve let's, in. Let's go let's from get, personal training yeah. and just let's, let's, let's get let's personal. personal. Wow. Also, plug, Here plug. we go. Here we go. Plug. The second season of my web series should be dropping. Oh yes, this ah, yes. month. I will give you guys a specific date when I have oh. a specific date. That's too grown, but we'll get into that later with right. the with the que lo que. Um, nice. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Rachel and Ariana are both. New season. Oh, season. Oh, my lord. Uh, there, you lost my number? I can't do a cameo? <laughs> yeah, Mike's eyebrows. Your union? Papi, your union. I, so, I, I, oh, okay. We cannot take, yeah. we cannot take yeah, the Yeah, he hasn't paid his right SAG bill recently. I know <laughs> Technically, I haven't paid my dues, so I'm not right, union. We'll talk, we'll talk about season three. But, um, Damn, bro. Wow. But guys, as usual, usual, la, 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 Lily. Lily. My, my, my dating life is... Uh, uh, entertaining. Well, you're in luck because you with three other guys here. We're like three brothers here. So talk right, to us. Right. Maybe we can yeah, give you yeah, some yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah. So guys, I the guy that I was seeing most recently mm-hmm. um, that I was dating, but actually dating is like a, a glamorization of what we were really doing, but that's mm. neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Reading through the lines. Guys, you know me, right? Mm. A little bit. Mas o menos. Mm. I'm not the most graceful, elegant woman. You know what I mean? I'm not very quote unquote ladylike, like mm. conventionally ladylike, right. right? So keep that in your back pocket. I'm eating with this dude, right? <laughs> and um, on multiple occasions, okay. he would tell me 
you're chewing really loudly. Mm. Can you stop Oof. chewing so loudly? And of course, my ego is blown. It's like, can a bitch live? Can a bitch chew? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, can I enjoy? Can I enjoy my canoa? What are you eating that's that loud? Or dude, it, it was soft stuff too. It was like oh. rice. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can't be chopping on rice. But the last time, the time that it was the worst, and this man gave me a straight up death stare. I know how to pick them, clearly. <laughs> I was eating a crispy ass chicken wing, right? Now, if a oh, chicken wing. that makes wing, a lot of noise. Right. If it's cooked correctly, which should be fried as fuck, there's right. going to be some crunch. There's going to be some sound absolutely, effect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you know when I'm eating Popeyes because it's just super loud mm. and I'm not, yeah. Anyway, so he gives me a desk there. He's like, you're chewing really loudly. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And he was like, it's not you, it's me. I was like, I know, I was being sarcastic. Anyway, <laughs> fast forward and I'm eating. Oh, he fucked up. <laughs> he fucked, fucked up. Well, actually, not too badly because I still went home with him this night, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, okay. calling myself out, calling right. myself out. Uh, um, it's good, self-awareness. Absolutely. He then tells me the next time it happens, I'm eating a clementine if you wanted to know, that he has a disorder called misophonia what the hell is that well wait what so misophonia of course i had googled it right after i left probably while i was there in the bathroom um <laughs> it is an intense dislike or hatred for specific sounds Dang. usually relating to the mouth Interesting. right and there are different levels there are different levels some people they just like walk away from the situation other people can even get violent wow right and that is that's the vibe I was getting that last time you know because I was like yo like he was like stop chewing with your mouth open and I was like my mouth is closed he was like so where's the sound coming from you don't understand I have a disorder wow. anyway wait, so your sex life must be like, wait, so your just... sex life must be like off the chain oh, yes don't. but <laughs> Now you gotta be silent. Like those orgasms gotta be like very. It's, it's the weird. It's the weirdest thing. But anyway, you know. Long story short, this is not something that's uncommon because I was having this conversation with a client actually right. about this guy because she's one of those I could tell her my whole life and mm -hmm. she vice versa it's therapy and she tells me she has it no. and she was like as she's gotten older is decreased. But when she was a kid, she couldn't even go to certain friends' houses because of the sounds. And they would make her basically want to gouge her eye eyeballs out. Like, wow, you know, well, yeah. So this is a real thing. And uh, apparently, I don't know, maybe, you know, listeners can chime in. Anybody that got misophonia out there, if you want to give us your story. Because yeah. I'm, I, I was, my mind was blown. You know, I'm like, damn, I'm with the wrong one. Because I'm, I'm a loud ass <laughs> And he was like, yo, I hear, I hear your mind's being blown. Like, can you, like, turn it off a little bit? It's too loud. I think my girlfriend has it. Because every time I fart, she gets mad. Or is that the, is that the same? I mean, if it's things. I mean, that could be a, a smell condition oh, too. Okay. Right. No, I, yes. I think there's a lot of undiagnosed my, misophoniacs. Miso what? I don't know. Misophonia. Miso, misophonia. Yo, no, misophonia. In the city, in the subway, like I feel like there's so many people that probably don't even know they have it, right? Man. And that's why they're so miserable. Like any sound they hear, and they're just like. Rah. I mean, I think people in the subway are just miserable in general because let's face it, they're in the fucking subway. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly. true. But um, anyway. Thanks for letting me share. Wow. So you feel better? Weird. Like, do, do you, uh, I feel like you need to put a post out asking people, because I never even heard of that word before you told me that. I mean, he follows me on the gram and shit, mm. so, you know, I mean, I could hide it from him, right? There's that private, <laughs> private post. Yeah, you could. And but is yeah, it still on and off? It's like an, it's on. Oh, it's, what's current? Is it an on he's and off in, He's in Japon right now, so, um, ah. but I, I did, this happened right before he left. Yo, does he have so a sense of humor? Because he seems very serious. Uh, like, he, he does. He he is a little bit of a goofball. Like we did karaoke. Our first date, you know, he got me with karaoke. You know what I mean? Our first oh, date. So those Jamie, wow. that's Jamie's I would have fucking. I would have got him pissed. If you hear me singing, you'd be like, Listen, I can't. I gotta get out of this booth. But that was fine. He did sing very low, very softly. Now that I think about it. 
But um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's associated with OCD and severe anxiety. So homie's like, he probably needs like you know to check that out. I may have yeah. that. I may have it too. <laughs> yeah. You always have everything. I may <laughs> have it because my ex was giving me crazy after a while. So yeah. I may have it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have an update. Um, I know that for me. Uh, about a couple of months ago, I had my first massage. Thank you, Jamie, so much for advice. Oh, oh yeah. But yeah. here's the deal. I went ahead and I had that massage because of my neck situation, right? Mm-hmm. But I completely forgot that my girl got me a Groupon for another massage. That's right. a Groupon. Right? So um, it was intended to be the massage after the marathon, but right. I kept pushing it. Right. You so, were tight. You were real tight from the massage. Yeah, yeah. It was It was right. bad. So I ended up, like, I saw in the calendar, I was like, oh, shit, tomorrow I got to go get a massage. Mm-hmm. So I went and I showed up, and um, this dude came out to give me a massage. Oh, boy. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, yo, the funny thing is, I wasn't even, I assumed I was going to get a, a girl to massage me. I, wow. I don't know. I, I should have spoken to you first, Jamie. I didn't know that you could request. request. Mm. But the funny thing was, when he came out and he said Mike, he looked at me Ooh. disappointed and I looked at him. It was like both of us at the same time. Wait, but who do you think he thought? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who you Mike was, bro? They call me Mike. My friends call me Mike. Uh, but how was it? Was it a massage? Yo, dude, it? it was just, it was, it was, it was just, stressful. It was stressful. Yeah. It was wow. counterproductive, huh? Yeah. I don't feel like he, he gave it his 100%. He just like, rubbed you the wrong way? <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> Yo, wait. Okay, but I want to know why. Because, check it. I've had a, um, I've had a male uh, masseuse. I went to the chiropractor. And they just had the a, same. a medical doctor mm. there. And he was just like, yeah. hey, Are right. you butt ass at the chiropractor? <laughs> are you butt ass? Yeah, are you butt naked? Well, no, okay, he told see? me. Uh, well, yeah. Crazy. They don't yes? do it like that. See or no? No, 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 no. In the, in the, in the other massage places I go to, I get into my boxers. And they push do it you down. Wear it specific- they push it down. Only for only for the butt area. They don't Whoa, do any front okay. stuff. The gluteus. But they push down the underwear. But yeah, in the chiropractor, they, they keep it classy. It's not. Wow. That's but but my, my thing is this. I, I was like, damn, yo, right? Mm. Well, it's fine. You know, he was trying to do a little small talk, whatever. Mm. It was still awkward. Wait, I don't feel like, like he was talk? giving me a like hundred. Pillow talk? Huh? <laughs> pillow talk. <laughs> Well, that's the problem I right there. Mas- masseuses shouldn't talk to you. Like, I want to hear like the Enya, he was the Enya right, music in the background. I don't want to have a convo. No, no, no. He looked disappointed. He, he was getting what? Your package? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where he flipped you around? He looked disappointed. Like, yo, damn. I, I thought this was. I expected you to be a little bit, a little bit more bigger uh, down there. But. Yo, guys, guys, if if you need a massage, I got my boy that used to oh, be you a have mechanic. Boy, huh? He used to be a mechanic in the Heights. He had like really rough hands, and he could give you guys like a really good. So massage. he gave you one Callousy already. Callousy ass hands rubbing no, no, the body. Yo, I don't want to get scraped. I don't want that dude. Check, I don't want that dude checking under the hood and shit. <laughs> 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 nah, listen, really, he's a good. He's a good. Uh, all right, but all right. Summarize the end of it. You no, it was fun. What did you learn from the experience? He wasn't even invested nice. in it. Like, he wasn't really... Yo, you would think he was going to give me a really strong massage. He didn't even give me a strong massage. Dang. He went through the motions. He's probably so. fresh out of school. So, probably. But you follow him on Instagram now, right? Maybe! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know, you know? Uh, but, yeah. All right, so, very quickly... We just want to let our audience know that we are going to be going to L.A. next week. Yes. I love L.A. Uh, so we're going to be giving you a bonus episode next week. I love week. L.A. Frank, when was the last time you went to L.A.? I've never been to L.A. Oh, my oh, God. He loves be. it. Oh, I love God. it. He knows he loves it. I love are we going to have to take you to all the spots? Yo, all I want you guys to take me to, I've always like dreamt of this. I want to go to the Brady Bunch house. 
Jamie, Mike, please take me to the break. Oh, wow. I've always dreamt it's haunted now. A fun, is it no fun yeah. fact that actual Brady Bunch house um was on sale was was for sale no, like last year. I want to go before it goes. And Lance sale. Bass was trying to from from Insync. Um, Lance Bass was trying to buy it. I don't know if he ended up buying it, but the it's actually just a house like you could. He's back from he's back from space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's like his. Yeah, I don't know. I think he. That's wow. so random. I can't wait. Why would he want to like? That's so. I have anyway. Frank, you're gonna be annoying in LA. Then. No, gonna, no. I was like, when yo, I was, take me to the the Walk of Fame, yo. No, nah, in just the keep 70s, him really zooted. And I always wanted fine. to have like oh, a yeah. locker, like in high school, and like a backyard, like the Brady Bunch, and I always see like. Yo, the Brady Bunch is an old school show. Yeah, that even it is. Old school. That's like Mike. That's, that's you like you Nick and That's before Mike's time, I think. No, I did. I did. I saw the reruns. All right. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? I'm over this. <laughs> Time for the pochincha bites. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Pochincha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Pochincha bites. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hi, man? Jamie. Still had the same bochiche bite intro. Ooh. Well, funny, funny, funnily enough, Fun, there was funny, funnily, <laughs> funnily enough, funnily enough. <laughs> Sounds like a memoir. Okay, take two. Uh, <laughs> I'm not editing this part either. I'm keeping. All right, it. no. Funnily, um, <laughs> funnily, funnily, it happened to me. <laughs> Mike, you got a mess. Someone messaged you saying that. To not get rid of the bochincha bites. Yeah, yeah so, Tibby. Uh, shout out to Tibby. Tibby, do something. Tibby. That, yeah, somebody text. Play a sound effect, Tibby, so we know that you were hearing us. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So was Tibby. Tibby. Said, yeah, someone that knows Tibby, and, he, and they texted him, and they said that uh, they upset. like the song. They'll be very upset if we very get rid upset. of it. And I didn't know there was love for that theme song like that. So, so mm. we're keeping it? That shit is fire. Uh, you know? we'll keep That's it. a bop. We'll keep it. As the kids keep say, it in the back bop. pocket. Yep. Customer's always right. All right, so what you got for us this week? So, uh, Om- Omari Hardwick from the show Power. Hardwick. Oh, yeah, Any yes. Power fans up in here? Uh, <laughs> Any relation to Chris? <laughs> I don't got stars, all right? Um, <laughs> Any relation to Chris? To Hardwick? Chris Hardwick? Yeah. No, no. Okay. You don't want to go there. Um, but, I mean, this might they might be friends now after this story because... <laughs> He's Omari is getting some Bayhive hate right now, and so Bayhive obviously is the loyal and very protective fan base of Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce yes, yeah, yeah, they don't play. Um, so the Bayhive thought that Omari was abusing his power by oh, inappropriately kissing Beyonce at the NAACP awards. Oh boy! So look, uh, if you see the video online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's no audio or else we play it here. The audio would just be like kissing sounds and shit like... Mwah. Mwah, mama. Have you saying stop? <laughs> yeah, just Get your whispering. Hand on my ass. Uh, Omari, um, Jay's... Omari, why is your hand on my ass? Hmm. My husband, <laughs> Jigga, is right here. Yeah, he was right there. Um, anyway, the video shows him kissing her once on the cheek. Harm, yeah. Harmless. Right. Then he kisses her one... He And he hugs her. Then he kisses her one more time very close to the mouth. Mm. Mm. Very close. Like full side lip. Mm-mm. Like I've heard a side mm. boo, but I guess there's like side lip too now. Uh, it's like one of those awkward kisses that your aunt gives you, and she's like, "I'm really happy to see you." Mm. It's like yeah, we, all, we all have that one eye, man. Mira, ven acá. Hola, pero muy, tú eres muy guapo, Camila. And I'm like, "Yo, tía, all right, I get it. Relax, get off of me." Tan lindo, tan lindo, Camila. Yo, that's a little tongue I just felt. What the fuck? 
but some fans, the Bayhive, they argued that um, this kiss, this second kiss, demonstrated the ways in which women find themselves in uncomfortable situations with mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is getting man. deep, yeah, y'all. Yeah, this yeah. Is Absolutely. Like, we keep on messing up, man. Listen. One, go ahead, yeah. sorry. Go no, ahead. listen. Lana, no, this is your bite. Li- this is your bite, but just not real quick from experience, you know? Like, dudes are just so entitled to put their hands on you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't have to touch me on my back in order to say goodbye to me or hello to me. You don't have to invade my personal space Facts. to acknowledge, to salutate or yeah. exit. I don't think salutate is a word, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> Salut- you sold it. You sold it, though. Salut- yeah. You sold it. You just, you sold it. There's a prior listener right now. Can that you is- salutate out of, out of, out of my face right now? Here, here's here's cool. my thing. Mm-hmm. I saw that video like 27 times, yeah. right? First off, it looked like when he went to see Jay-Z, he had no interest in saying hi to Jay-Z. That's he true. just went through the motion. He right. was like, uh-huh, went, boom, went to Beyonce. He was just like, it's a hard wick life for me. <laughs> but, yeah, yes. no, I know what you're saying. And so then when he did that, but, yo, I'm telling you, you can, if there's a woman you cannot do that with in 2019, is Beyonce because they were, yo, they tore his Instagram yeah. apart, yo. Wow. No, look, a one Twitter user specifically wrote, we women... So often get touched, kissed, groped, and poked in instances exactly like this. Mm-hmm. We don't like it, all caps. And it's time to let no longer let these moments of discomfort slide. Boundaries. So there's some real shit. Absolutely. Like, and I don't. He Boundaries. hasn't at the. <laughs> Beyonce looked a little no uncomfortable. No means no. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce looked a little uncomfortable too, right? Am I wrong? She I'm sure she little, was. Well, Frank, you know, you know, some people's in the Jay Z camp. What yeah, do you think? J- anywhere down I, on that from camp? the from the looks of Jay, he didn't look too happy. Well, Jay, no, looked like he didn't really. No, he Jay doesn't know, have peripheral vision. Jay knows like all. He was like Jay knows either all. High or just look looking Jay at knows the stage. All. Jay, Jay felt. Jay knows all. Jay knows all. He felt that vibe. He already knows what's up. I mean, well, Damn. old Jay would probably up stabbed my, him all in the club. My woman, keep it moving, son. Yo, well, so look, power might get canceled. Power. Um, Anything's possible. No sometimes I'm, I don't know the, the the kiss on the cheek etiquette. You know, like mm-hmm. sometimes I go for the high five. I even think a low five is too like inappropriate. <laughs> you, I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to even go down there. Like, let's... I don't want to stoop that low. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was too much. I think, yo, I mean, at that point, what's the next way? Like he was so close to her lips, like he might as well just licked her face. Mm. Wow. Like you're wow. getting very close. I think there he should know better. And I feel like he would admit, like, look, I just got caught up in the Beyonce mm. vortex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like maybe you're just so close to Beyonce that you're like. You don't know what Shit, to do. Shit, let me do. try it. That is not how you shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't mm. shoot He's shooting. With all those cameras and everything? Jesus, yeah, That's not no the way. time. He must have been awesome. Well, look, in other inappropriate actor news. Mm-hmm. Um, love it, love it. Nicolas Cage. He uh, recently asked for an annulment last oh week, claiming he was too drunk to understand his actions when he married girlfriend Erica Quakey. Oh, Quakey or Quakey? Quakey, it's a weird Quakey. K o i k e, Quakey. I don't. Quakey. It, it was never meant to be. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Well, it's now it's Cage, right? <laughs> Maybe so. now it's Cage. That's true. Erica Cage. Well, for the meantime, he's trying to get that. <laughs> he's trying to get out that cage. Yeah. I'm thinking, can he? So use, he felt trapped. Can he? Can he use the "I was too drunk to understand my actions" excuse for like most of his movie choices in the last Whoa! 15 years? Wow. That this probably is, has something to do with it. I mean, dude must have been wasted when he signed on to do Ghost Rider and shit. Wow. wow. But no, look, this is. Uh, I feel like you're let, you're you're letting out some of your. Yo, this sounds like a, This sounds like a scene of leaving Las Vegas. Exactly. Yeah, he's done a lot of movies in Vegas. Job, uh, honeymoon right? in Vegas. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Maybe he needs to stay out of Las Vegas. <laughs> 
exile from hey, Las Vegas. He needs to stop marrying. This is his fourth marriage, you guys. Damn. I don't Four? think he should stumble down the aisle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, David. no, but I, I heard that he did slur his own vows, so that's no. Uh, okay. Wow, wow. What that's is, evidence. What was that's it? evidence. Wow. He was, I don't know. He said, "I do. I don't know what I do, but I do." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Handel actually told me this, um, that uh, the the woman, he didn't know that she had a criminal past. Like, no. she has criminal, they didn't say get specific. Well, he didn't know he was marrying her, <laughs> so how could he know her yeah, no, person? He didn't know she was a person. He probably, like, could have married a mannequin at that point. Probably. Like, that night must have been crazy. Shit, hangover uh, part just four. Just a criminal past. A criminal past. What's Not, she, did they say we what don't she, know yet. Wow, interesting. Uh, It'll come out soon. Why TMZ should be like a DUI? Like, come on, get a real, get a real rap sheet. I feel like this is gonna just be another a future criminal Netflix past. movie. Ne- it's yo, probably Nicholas basic. Cage. She got caught with some. I don't know. Anyway, she got caught <laughs> tricking guys into marrying her and shit. <laughs> That's her thing. Uh, fa- final bite. Um, an Icelandic budget airline called Wow Air. What? Wow Air. Wow Air. Wow. Air? Like, wow. wow. W-O-W. It works. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow, it's like, actually Yeah, Marcus Sotomayor is like the, the pilot. Wow. <laughs> wow. Air. <laughs> this is your pilot here. Wow. We are landing. Wow. <laughs> you could clap now. <laughs> wow. So check it out. Marcus Sotomayor's air, airline. Wow. <laughs> His, it, they ceased operations. They just ceased it. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They canceled all of their flights. They And they, it, this left all the passengers stranded. What? On like both wow. sides of the Atlantic. Wow. Wow. They left up. me here. Wow. Everybody was like, wow. It was horrible. Wow. Um, so there were no refunds given. Many And many people found out about this through like, like uh, to Twitter and Reddit. Um, I thought Spirit Airlines was bad. This is like... Nah, this Wait, like many weird. of the passengers found out about yeah. it through... They through found out that their flights social media. were going to never happen. Damn. And they didn't get refunds. Wow. What? Wow. Um, wow. Damn, that's crazy. I think, I mean, at, this, at that point, it's like, I think an airline needs at least one syllable. Like, you don't want to go to Wow Airlines or you like, Yo Airlines or <laughs> Oops Airlines. Like, <laughs> or never... Fuck Airlines. <laughs> like, you want like, something like... Airlines. You know, I, I don't know, Happy Airlines or... Oh, wow, uh, workshop that. Ayo <laughs> uh, Airlines. Ayo Airlines, Tony Danza's airline. Ayo, we flying up here. Uh, but yeah, so stay away. Maybe take the train next time, y'all, for those people. I think uh, you got, Mike's looking at me. <laughs> Mike's looking for an ending for this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, here it comes. And, uh, anybody, wow. I, I need like a, I need like an air, air like plane pun or something. So maybe you guys mm. can help me end this. Something. Uh, yeah. This didn't take off as like three. You there, yeah, you <laughs> and now it's time for fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Okay. Frank. Hi, Frank. New setup. Hey, you have some freedom right? now. Like, there you're just you go. Hey, Nibs. Spinning around. There I know. He has a spinny chair. Hey, Frank. Where are your nib naps, Nibs? Hey, uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about that later. Okay. Anyhow, today we're going to talk about um, the, uh, the Iraq war, guys. I was just want to let you out. It was a cover up. A lot Uh-oh. of people thought it was about the Saddam Hussein thing, and yes. it was a total cover-up. What? What? Yeah. 
you know, a lot of people wow. always think yeah. it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of wow. people think it was over the oil. Yeah, uh, yeah the conspiracy, the gold. Yeah, a lot of people in Afghanistan think it was over the opium or the heroin, whatever. Blah blah blah. But I'm here to tell you guys, it was over something huge, and it was ancient technology. There are stargates, stargates in a lot of places of Iraq and the Middle East. What? What's a stargate? Wow. A stargate is a portal, and it's a portal that the ancients used to use, like the Anunnakis and the Sumerians oh, in yeah. ancient times. Oh, Anunnakis, yeah, yeah. And the United States found out that these stargates... Anunnakis? There you go. The United States found out that Saddam Hussein had access to these stargates, and he was starting to rebuild them because they existed in ancient times. And he started investing money, large amounts of money in these stargates, and that's why the United States decided to invade Iraq. So Saddam's And we see it in movies like Stargate... Right, and we see yeah, it in like shows. Yeah. Stargate, right? Is that how you did your research? <laughs> well, guys, I, I, at the end of this, I'm going to really surprise you on something that's happening in current days right now. We always think that these things are jokes, and they're not really actually oh, jokes. Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Right, and I send oh. you guys pictures. Of, I live in of, a stargated community, though. So you sure do. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. <laughs> guys, like this has been going on so, for a long time, and these things have been used. And you know what? I'm going to hit you guys in the head. We're building a stargate right now in Switzerland and it's called CERN. Who? It's called CERN. Like C dot concerned. E dot R dot N. So it's, it stands for something. It's called for CERN. And I'm not going to really give it up to you guys because it's so, it's really scary. I don't even want to. Are they making it from Ikea parts? Because you said it's in Switzerland. <laughs> this is the first, guys, all the Yo, European. I'm going to take a wow. Guys, this is serious. All the European nations have built this CERN um, nuclear reactor type thing. Mm. And they can almost go into different dimensions through this CERN device. And it's located in Switzerland. And it's been being it's been built been for like about twenty years. Oh damn! And okay. they could also they I mean this is so scary that a lot of religious leaders have been talking about this uh, device because they feel like it goes into other dimensions and they're really scared about it. So, but like what what, what like what dimension? It could summon. Come out? I mean, for example, <laughs> they've put, they've peep, they've put people through it and people go through it and they come back and they come out differently. They come out half human, half uh, half animal. Sometimes they come out uh, uh, half you got human, centaurs? half yes. half Hussein. Yes, and they go. You know what? When you go through these dimensions and you come back through these stargates, you don't come back as yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this thing kind of like how I Mike did, been there. Mike didn't come back as himself during that massage. Basically, yeah, and this That's has just to the way it is. yes, and guys, you know, don't be fooled about these wars and what's going on. A lot of times, mm -hmm. sometimes these are all like smoke and mirrors, or stargates, and, smoke and stargates, right? <laughs> and I always tell you guys, like the movies always really depict on what's really going on. They got they throw truth behind it, mm -hmm. and these things existed in the past, like you know, in Peru. In uh, Egypt, they always talk about it in the mythologies of these uh, uh, these stargates. Like in Peru, there's a there's a stargate. I forgot the name of it. It's called the Sun of Something, where people say people went from one dimension to another. We got Machu Picchu. We got a lot of different like not, monumental places. What this, about in the United and, States? There's oh no, hold, here? no. Wait, I'm gonna talk about the United That's States. That's too high tech for Trump. Wait, I'm, and back, <laughs> He's still and, trying to get a wall built. In Iraq, there is a there is a huge monument. I, I send you guys pictures of it where you have U.S. troops around this huge monument. And this thing was built like 50,000 years ago from actually mud, like mud bricks. And they built this thing. It's huge. It's like three football fields huge. And you have U.S. troops all around it. And they say that the Stargate is inside that big, huge Structure. monument. Mm. 
And are, are, are we like trusting people that just walk through the Stargate and just tell you they feel different? Like, I feel like they could just be fucking around with you. Like, <laughs> you said they're I, half animals. Well, well, no, they're probably just come, like, oh, uh, yeah, no, I like. Uh, people come back differently. and they I come, want you to take me for a walk. And there's, it's, and there's it's something now. That you guys should look into the Philadelphia experiment. Like, you know, there's something that we oh, did. Is that the like, Bryce Harper signing with the Phillies? That's what you this, mean? This is, something, this is a, an experiment that happened in the 50s where a ship was taken in Philadelphia and it was, tran- it was a technology that was used today. Was trans- that ship was transported from one dimension to another. And when it came back, that ship came back totally different. This sounds like that show Manifest. Do you guys watch Manifest? There you go. You're watching the show's line. I love it because the shows always tell it. us the truth of what's going on. Okay, we won't get into guys, it. Guys, this feels like this needs a part two. Mm. It does. I feel like you need to really yes, tell us it more does. about CERN is huge, this. guys. Please, I want you to go check it out. S, sorry, C-E-R-N. But put a dot between each letter and you guys are going to be surprised. Thank you very much, Frank News. For, Thank uh, you Frank for Percy freaking News. us out, Frank. No, I'm sorry. I just got to tell you, I, I'm always informing you folks and, you know, it's getting crazy out there and, you know, thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. All right, guys, it's that time of the show where we get to chop it up with a popping ass guest. Wow, that was pretty good, Alana. Oh, my God, thank you so much. You think Rachel will be proud? Yeah, I think she is. You're bringing the Rachel enthusiasm. Loquita, I miss you. Okay, enough about Rachel because we're sitting here with the one and only Brooklyn-bred East New York representing Gastor Almonte. That, that was pretty good. I want to walk into every room with that being said before me. That was amazing. Um, it I, is. We can talk about rates. Please, I got you. We can do MP3 of it. We can get the I'll file. We can send it to you. That's beautiful. Since I want to like come out the bathroom. I want to go to the work offices. <laughs> everywhere. I come into the bank to make a deposit. I want that plan. Gastelmonte! Yeah. All the tellers know? are like, oh, he's here. Get he's ready. Here. And yeah. then everybody bows down and the skies open up and dubs fly. <laughs> I make that 1644 deposit. You know, Ooh, and they get real specific. hype. That's yeah. it right there. You know? Popular. That's it. Let's get it. <laughs> so welcome. Yo, thank, thank you for you. having me. I know that you and I were going back and forth for a while. Yeah. And you wanted to come when you had an album coming out. Which Most very, definitely. Very smart. That was very uh, PR Strategic. trained right there. You were like, yo, let me get on there right before the, the, uh, the album comes out. Um, talk to us. Let our audience know what you do. Oh, well, my name is Gastro Armonte. I'm from East New York. Brooklyn has, has just been lovely said right there. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't say it with the same love and energy and all that. You could try. I could try, but I would fail miserably. <laughs> it's just not my forte. You know what I mean? I tell jokes um, and I tell stories. I got a new album dropping called Immigrant Made, and it's literally a story about my family coming here from the Dominican Republic and their journey to kind of establish roots here in the East New York neighborhood of Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. That's what I'm doing now. It's dropping April 5th, April 12th, the special, independently nice. released on Amazon. Your boy's out here on his Nipsey Hustle, nice. Indie Hustle. That's what I'm out there doing. Yeah. Why did your family go to Brooklyn instead of Washington Heights, which is like the capital of the world? Yeah, they, they just didn't do good research. That's really what it comes down to. I, I, I cannot give you a good reason for that. You know, there's just no logic whatsoever. My dad saw one movie in English in DR. You know, he was like, oh, these Goodfellas people, I could relate to them. You know, they do everything on Pick and Ave. Where's Pick and Ave? It's in East New York. Now we here. You know? That's it. No logic whatsoever. You have no idea how hard we work to get Brugal, to get Mama Juan, just because he made this one idiotic decision 30 some odd years ago you know and now we stuck with it a oh whole bunch of Dominicans God. probably took his advice too like where'd he go to East New York he was lying to them just oh to start a community God. there that is 
So like East New York is still considered like one of the parts in Brooklyn where like the hipsters didn't even want to go to, right? Yeah, like, most they, definitely. They, most they, definitely. Uh, it's uh, and shout out to my boy Jose Rosari who's from East New York, and he used to he used to like drive up there sometimes and like leave the he'd be like yo I gotta pick something in my mom's house and I'd be like yo is this safe yes East New York is completely reckless yeah definitely don't go there if you don't know anyone else from there I could tell this is how you know it was dangerous he described his friend as a friend he doesn't see anymore yeah. you know what I'm saying he like yo like, like my boy from way back in the day I haven't heard of him you know we friends through Facebook cause that's the only way I feel safe talking to him you know did you do you think that the neighborhood? Because um, you know you have sometimes uh, some uh, comedians that are like they, they, they do tisses, snaps, and everything. Was the neighborhood what built you up comedically, or was it just something more of like you had relatives that you looked up to that were funny? Yeah, just being real. Um, every Sunday we always went to my grandma's house. Every Sunday, all the women would do their hair as a group to kind of like save money, and you know it was just real. It was a, it was a thing. Like we had, yeah, like all like they, one aunt had to take the L that week, and she would do everyone else's hair. You know, and did they did they rotate? Yeah, like they took turns. Like it was your turn to do everyone's hair this week. So she was like the head the head chick, and you had to like apply. Like if you needed to skip this line, like yo, I got an interview. I know I'm in two weeks, but I need to be the, the in the rotation. It was a thing, and wow. me and and my cousins would play out front, and my uncles would literally just chop, chop it up in the front of the crib, mm-hmm. drink beer, whatever. And I remember like it was a challenge for me because uh, my uncles and my dad they would tell stories about whatever stupidness they went through that week, mm-hmm. and it was in like a circle in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And I loved wanting to be in that circle because they said all the cool shit, they were cursed, and mm-hmm. it was cool, and and I wanted to be involved in those convos. So every now and then. If you were like a younger kid, you could, you know, kind of like sneak in and they would let you tell a story. Problem is, when you're seven, eight years old, your stories are stupid. You ain't got nothing to talk about. You ain't got nothing vital to add. And like, then I went and like the girl said no. Yeah. How did they grant you access as a. So that was the thing. If your story was stories. trash, you got kicked out the circle. Like, yo, go go play. Go play tag or some bullshit. You ain't, you ain't about this life. Yeah. Every now and then, though, you said something crazy. You know, like, so uh, in third grade, mm-hmm. this kid hit me on top of the head, you know what I mean? And he said he's going to date my mom. So I snuffed him, got suspended from class. Mm-hmm. My dad came to pick me up. I was nervous the whole time, thought I was going to get in trouble. I tell him why I hit the guy. My dad applauded me, shook my hand, gave me a hug in front of the principal, walked me out, bought me ice cream. I was great. I told that story that Sunday. I sat the whole four hours. They wow. was with it. Like, yo, you one handled of your business. I was one of the men. And it was, and when, when the, like the first couple of times when I got invited into the circle, I was like, yo, this is better than tag. I want to be here. <laughs> so like to this day, when I tell stories, like I, I people are like, yo, like your craft is dope. We, we love what you do. I, I just feel like I'm just copying my dad and my uncles. Like they, they talk the same way. Mm-hmm. It's their swag. The only difference is I'm doing it in English. Mm-hmm. But all of my storytelling stuff, it's like your old Dominican Theo. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing that I've realized because I know that the, that older generation of Dominican comedians from the Dominican Republic are great storytellers, mm-hmm. and so I find that so interesting that now this new generation of Dominican comedians they've applied that muscle because they've heard it for so long. It's been going on for so long, and that muscle was created for 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 a while. So that's why I was asking. I want to know because I find that so interesting. Like you know, you can't be a Dominican and be in a family and tell a story because it'll be crickets if mm-hmm. you suck. Yeah, like, you're out. like you're just they'll be like, yeah, they have but they key. So that, it's so interesting that you got that muscle uh, from such a young age. Yeah, because you almost get like they, they'll they'll like hold you accountable in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Not only will you not be invited into the circle, like for the rest of the day, they'll trash your story. They'll be like, <laughs> Yo, you know, your son came into the circle, told a yeah. stupid ass nonsense about playing tag in the yard. 
I you better tell that kid. Yeah, don't be wasting my time <laughs> with this nonsense. Buy that kid a malta, get him out the way. I don't want to talk to this kid. Like, they will trash you all day and they last forever. All right, well, Gaster, how involved is your family in you developing your material today? If at all. So, yeah, so like uh, very and not at all, depending <laughs> on what part. Uh, in terms of what I talk about, they're everything. Um, every single thing I talk about is about me and my family and uh, their stories. A uh, large part of my album is literally about my grandfather and the story that, you know, he kind of took place in. Um, so I feel that everything I'm talking about is about them. And I do that purposefully. I want to make sure that I'm doing honor to these people. They made like a huge sacrifice to come to this country and... Um, there, I, I kind of talk about it a little bit at the end, like their, their dreams were almost, they almost were by force to be more specific that you have to get a regular job to provide for these kids so that they could buy something that we can't buy. And then in turn, there's this weird dynamic where now what I'm dreaming about doing, trying to be a successful comic and working hard at it, they're almost nervous about it because it's outlandish mm -hmm. because they couldn't even fathom dreaming about something like this. They, they, they did all this work in the hopes that I would do what they do exactly. just better. You know, so now in turn, I feel like if I don't do this, I'm not doing them honor because it's like if I just did the same thing you did, what you did was pointless. The fact that you did that sacrifice gives me a chance to now be an artist, right. you know, and so when it comes to what I'm creating, it's always about them. Now, in terms of with them, they're never a part of it. I actually literally kick everyone out when I write jokes. So I have a wife. I have two kids. Every single day, we have a lot of two hours where you got to get the hell out. I don't care what it is you do. Go do your homework at my in-laws. Go to my mom's house. But I need time to create. Um, in order for me to be funny, um, I need to verbalize it. I need to say it out loud. And it doesn't land funny the first time. Being funny takes work. It, you know, it's a, it's a writing process. And I want to make sure the wording's right. And I love my wife. I could not fathom my wife saying, yo, that sucked. While I'm practicing something, you know, like that would break me. So I, I, she never hears any of my material until it's done. Mm -hmm. So for two hours every day, I'm pacing back and forth in the home and um, I'm literally verbalizing, making sure everything's perfect so that when she sees it, she's like, oh, okay, my husband ain't wasting his fucking time mm -hmm. doing this shit. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it's at right there in terms of their involvement with it. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, I can't stress enough how important it is to me to make sure that what I'm doing is successful because so many of them, like I, I look back on like my aunts and my uncles that like came over here and had like a factory job, mm -hmm. you know, and they just did some real blue collar, 15 hour a day, six day a week shit. And now they're like 60 and like they're, you know, they all hang out on Sundays and I'll notice some like weird shit. Like, you know, like my uncle will like sit down and color with my eight year old son and he'll do some sick shit. I'm like, yo, what is that? He's like, oh, I just like colors. And I'm like, yo, like if that kid was a Americanized kid with a middle-class income parents, would he be an artist today, you know? And he just didn't have the option because he grew up in a farm where his father said, yo, you want to eat? You need to also help me on this farm, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of like our responsibility. And I feel like I'm indebted to them. So that's kind of where my A-game effort comes from because I'm trying to do them honor in that way. Yo, you just tapped into something that just had me thinking right now. It's like a lot of immigrants come here and it takes a generation for that to get to become an artist because of all the sacrificing mm -hmm. because it's so true like I know relatives that I'm like oh my god if they have the opportunity they do comedy they'll do this they have the personality they have that but they couldn't they didn't have that option so almost like this generation right now is the one that's actually taking it to that step in there yeah. it's yeah, crazy they bought you the freedom to do it like they came in and did the hard work of like setting everything up and now because of that you know that at the absolute worst you'll have that 
You know, like the absolute, my father worked hard. My mom worked hard and they bought a couple of houses and my mom was the first one to go to college. So because of that, I went to college and now I have a decent job. Now at absolute worst, I'm going to own a couple of houses. Thankfully, they worked hard. They set me up for that. But if I just continue to buy houses, we're still at the same thing. I might be slightly ahead, but I feel like it's still the same level and it's a great thing to be at. But in turn, I can also shoot for something more. Mm -hmm. Just like how they the did. idea, exactly like they did. Just And, that, and that's what I, I explained to my dad. I'm like, think about how crazy the idea of you coming to Brooklyn, New York sounded like to grandpa. Mm -hmm. Like, Wello must have thought you were out of your mind. You know, you're going to leave the farm where I could feed you directly. With, and now, because you took that gamble, your shit worked. It looks crazy, but it worked and it, and it allowed for more opportunity. Now I'm the next opportunity. And in turn, you have to understand that now your grandpa, you're going to have a little bit of fear. There's going to be, you have three kids. Maybe one of us doesn't make it. And I settle for what you set up already. And because of the work you did, what I'm settling for is pretty damn comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the fact that you've built that safety net for me. But if one of the three of us hits, like what if my kid sister becomes a doctor, whereas a generation before she would have had to settle for nurse because mm -hmm. she couldn't pay for 12 years of school, you know, so on and so forth. So I feel like it's my responsibility while I'm young enough and still able to to push the boundaries see yo what can i accomplish mm -hmm. what what kind of new level can we reach you know what i mean mm. uh, i want to uh you have a uh i don't know if you had a question on that same topic because right. i want to actually i'm curious as to like when you went from you started molding like these stories that you told yeah um into kind of like a stand more of a stand-up kind of mentality where you're like you know what was there anyone that kind of um uh, inspired you that you were like you know what I want to kind of do take my stories to kind of this type of you know uh venue or avenue you know what I mean like stand-up wise yeah so um I actually uh was uh I was a sales manager at a corporate 500 company I did that for uh, about five years five six years and um I took a stand-up class at Gotham Comedy Club because I read in Inc. Magazine that a whole bunch of CEOs did it to get better at presenting. Right. Wow. That's the only reason I took a stand-up class. It's the only reason I even tried stand-up. It was a seven-week class at Gotham. The last week, everyone invites their friends and family, and they go to the downstairs room at Gotham, and they mm -hmm. perform. It's like CEO of Samsung. It's like, yeah. I'm so much funnier now. Yeah, right? Let's talk about these iPhones, yeah. huh? You know what I mean? They're really nice. Cop that, cop that. Different. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, come on. <laughs> so literally, that's all I did. So... Um, I'm at the class. I convinced my cousin Diggy to take the class with me. Um, so me and him are the only like black and brown folk in the class. Everyone else is a white folk, whatever. So we're at the we're at the sh at the club. We're doing the show. After my set, I did well. And uh, this this hood black dude comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, how long you been doing stand up for?" I'm like, seven weeks." Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and he just does like that head nod that black folk do, where you're like, "Yo, whatever you doing, you killed it." You know what I mean? Like when you like when you hit like a dope jump shot, they'd be like. <laughs> you know what I mean they just give me that head nod like yeah. yeah respect I earned that from him so I'm thinking oh this is one of Diggy's homeboys from Bushwick mm -hmm. I don't know him but he's giving me kudos so he walks off and you know we go next door to eat after the show um, that dude was actually a comic from upstairs he comes over next door and he's like yo I don't know what you do for a living but this is your calling you need to be doing this wow. um, so he gives me his number and he starts talking to me I don't know who this dude is from Adam mm -hmm. so I go home I look him up it's this dude Roy Wood Jr. who right now is like a real right. popping comic mm -hmm. He works at the Daily Show. And at the time, he was just before blowing up, but he was like well known amongst comics. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this opinion holds weight. So I hit him up and he's kind of like served as like, you know, a sensei of sorts for me. And uh, I've just been doing stand up ever since. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Seven weeks. 
crazy. Yeah, it sounded cocky as I wasn't trying to be. It's just like, yo. So you get a diploma. It's like, no, this diploma says I'm funny, man. That's it, B. You know what I mean? That's all Certified I Certified funny. You know what I mean? The jokes is real. Yeah. So for you, you doing the class, and then can you tell us a little bit that your transition of now actually doing it? Like, what were the... What were the early days of you doing stand-up? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. I did the class uh, for like about a month or two. I would do like a open mic every week, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. which are horrific. If you... Oh, yeah. If yeah, you, You've done these mm-hmm. things, right? They are depressing. Yes, if anyone are. wants to do stand-up and you have any type of like emotional issues, please take care of that first because it is sad. Like you were literally in a room with 30 other people that don't care about you. You know what I mean? You are talking into a mic. They will not laugh because they are reading their own jokes. Yes, they are. They're rehearsing their own stuff. They are rehearsing their own shit. And then when it goes bad, and it will go bad a lot, you are alone in a bar where the only payment you get is a a drink. Like, oh, wow, you did a great job. Here's a free free drink. Right. And she's right. At first, you got to pay for the drinks. One drink minimum. You got to buy a drink to get in. And then if you get good, they start paying you in drinks. So for like three years, you're just an alcoholic. Like, it's just sad. (laughs) It's crazy. But yeah, I did that for like three to four months. And, you know, I was still at my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, The job got stressful. And I kind of talked it over with my girls. Like, yo, listen, um, I'm not really happy with what I'm doing. um, And I want to leave. And she's like, when was the last time you were happy? I was like, when I took that class Mm -hmm. at the show. And she was like, well, you know, this house is paid off and, you know, the kids are healthy. Why don't you take some time off and just do that? And I did. I took a whole year off and I just told jokes. And it's kind of just been rolling ever since. Wow. You know what I mean? Ride or die, yo. If you find one, keep one. Real talk. I rep my ring hard body. Mrs. is dope. (laughs) Real talk. And in in that time, what about your relatives, though? I know we we talked about before, but, like, you went from telling jokes in a circle and telling stories. How are they, especially, like, your relatives that have sacrificed and have that fear? What were were their thoughts? Oh, they they hated me for a solid, like, three to four years. They thought this was completely reckless. They were concerned that that my my kids were going to start off to death they were very worried all the time i kept getting invites to take my kids to their houses to eat because apparently i wasn't feeding them well wow. you know what i mean my kids ate Damn. great for the first like three to four years of my career they never had enough food for me it was just for them they were like nah listen you want to do this crazy sir. thing that's yeah. your that's your life you know what i mean aiden and michaela they gonna eat mangu all day you know what i mean but uh yeah it was genuinely concerned because it was a risk um and in turn they've uh, right when I think it would have been like, yo, we got to have a conversation with these guys when things kind of started working out. Like I had the TV appearances um, and that kind of landed at like a ideal time where I think if I would have gone like another month or two without that, they would have been like, yo, listen, we got to have a sit down. Right. You're going back to work. Like this is crazy. What and was that? Understandably so. You know what I mean? What was that timeline between when you first started and getting those TV appearances? Just Yeah, yeah. Uh, completely lucky. The first TV spot I got was three years into me doing stand up. Um, I, uh, by nature, my, my jokes are, are more story centric. It's just how I prefer to tell that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and in turn, um, I did a spot at, uh, at uh, UCB East, um, mm-hmm. and my homie uh, Janelle James, uh, who's popping off right now as well, real, real, real dope comic. Um, she happened to see me tell this like long ten minute story as my set, and when I got off, she's like, "Yo, listen, um, I just uh, submitted for this is not happening," and he told me no 
because he said what I was doing wasn't a story. And I, I, mm. I, I complained, I bitched about it, but then I saw what you did. Now I understand what they mean. You need to submit for that show. And I was like, whatever, whatever. Then like two days later, Ari posted on his Facebook feed saying, yo, I need more black, brown voices. I need more women. If you know anyone dope, have them submit to me directly. And she and like a whole bunch of her friends tagged me. They're like, yo, you need to submit to this. And that's, I at the time, I was almost nervous the other way because I had like two like really long-winded stories and maybe like 10 minutes of material. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a comic. It takes a, those first few years, you're developing material so fucking slowly because you're mm-hmm. learning all the other tools. So I was nervous. Like, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to burn the only material I have. You know what I mean? So I had like the opposite like issue. Like normally it's like, yo, when is, when is it my time? When am I going to get it? I'm ready. I'm ready. I had this thing hit TV and I got nothing left. Like mm-hmm. that shit popped off. Everyone's like, yo, you want to come do my show? You want to come do my show? I was like, I got no more jokes. Like that was, <laughs> About that. That, that was the shit. Like that's it. I got to write something. You could play the video at the club. You know what I mean? And I'll reenact it. You know what I mean? Can you do a three-minute version of your 10-minute story? Uh, I'm over here doing Millie Vanilli sets and stand-up and shit. Yeah, it was awkward, but it it forced me to write. Do you still feel that way? Like, if you have a set that's out there, viral, let's say millions of views, like your uh, This Is Happening set, like, do you... Do you not use that material when you go to other shows? Or? Yeah, that, that's burned to me. Um, and I have to think that way because being frank, it forces me to write. Right. So once um, it's out, that's it. Yeah, if it's okay. out, if it has more than 10,000 views, I consider it burned. Gaster, so for you, how do you come up with your material? And have you always done um, the two-hour rule for you? Yeah, yeah. The, material? the two-hour thing started probably like the last like two years or so. Like... Uh, there was times where, uh, like, with the This Is Not Happening thing, it came out, like, a year later, and then I recorded a second one, and, you know, it was a blessing. More people wanted me to perform, and in turn, I kept feeling like, yo, I'm running out of stuff to talk about. I'm working a day gig, and, you know, I'm taking care of the family and the kids. It's like, I can't do this. So uh, after I fully quit the day gig and I committed to doing comedy, I had to, like, work it out with my missus. I was like, yo, shorty, like... I love you. I love the kids. I, if I'm to take this seriously, it's not just about the showing up. I need to do work before it. Um, and, you know, she saw like what was happening. She saw the results of it. So she agreed with, you know, creating that balance. Um, prior to that, and even still to this day, I do the same thing. Um, before those two hours all day, anytime anything happens that's emotional, that's happy, that's sad, I don't care what the feeling is, as long as it's an extreme feeling, I write it down on my phone. I write down what happened how I felt, why I felt that way, and anything that relates to it. Um, And then uh, at the end of the day, I also write one uh, memory. So, like, every single day, like, I write something silly, like, you know, like, my daughter, um, when she lost a tooth or things like that. Like, I write those down, how it made me feel, um, because it it, it draws from two places. The stuff during the day kind of gives me the, like, the, the, you know, the funny, quirky shit for the day that I could talk about Mm -hmm. up front in the set. And, like, the end of the day stuff gives me the more emotional things that I could end the set with. I'd love to read your diary and shit. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of shit going. Like you got like some funny shit, deep shit. <laughs> I'm excited for someone to find it because I just want them to like, yo, whose diary is, is that 300 pound dude with the tennis? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he likes to get real deep in his feelings. Why you know? has he got a Hello Kitty diary? What's this? <laughs> Some hardcore what shit. What does it look here. like? Is nah, it a moleskin? Do you have a moleskin? Nah, nah. I, I just get the cheap, you know, the, the composition, the composition joints. I bought them in bulk. Fall at the apart, I know, but it's only me using them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just got stacks of them. I'm at like maybe 70, 80 of them things right now. In have my, you ever gotten got a basement. chance where you read like maybe the first couple and you look at it? Have you? Ever, do you ever go through your old stuff? Yeah, all the old? time. Because I'm always looking like something will happen and I'll be like, oh, I want to talk about that now. And I'll have to go find that story. 
you know, and because I wrote them down, it makes it easier to find. Um, in terms of the jokes, when I go back and find them, I feel depressed. I'm like, I was a horrendous comedian <laughs> for the first year, you know, so that stuff hurts. But the old diary stuff actually feels cool because I end up finding like cool memories about my kids. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was like, oh, this was dope. I remember this feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and now my kids are old enough where I could even read some of them with them. Like, yo, look. This is what was happening, and it's dope. Um, like, recently, uh, I did a, a thing on PBS about, like, uh, getting my wife uh, maple butter blondie. She had a craving when she was pregnant. Mm. And it went viral on Facebook, right? So it was also the first time I've performed that's uh, been online that has no curses. So I got to play it for my kids. So, like, you know, it made me think of, like, my parents and, like, uh, my grandfather. Like, my grandfather had a farm. My father, like, owns buildings. So there's something dope, like, when my father, when I was a kid, my father said, this is what I did. This is my shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there was, even it was, like, a corner store, it was dope to go there, like, yo, this is Poppy's store. Mm -hmm. I don't have that, you know what I mean? I didn't have a thing where I could be like, yo, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. They know I tell jokes, but they didn't fully, they, they can't hold that. Right. You know, it's so. Abstract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for them to see, like, what I did for 10 minutes, um, having them ask my wife questions, like, yo, was daddy really doing this crazy shit? Like, yeah, that was him. Like, oh, man, that dude was wild. Like, I know. That's, that's crazy. So it was, it was beautiful for me to kind of show them and share that with them. It was, it was mm -hmm. a dope moment. Uh, you, so your new album, Immigrant Made, is be released uh, April fifth. You'll be up. So that's a big moment in any comedian's career, like the hour, the 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 comedy album. Yeah, man. Um, how's that feel for you? Like the culmination of everything that's led you up to the new album. Yeah, man, it's it's just incredibly exciting. Uh, has a lot to do with, like I said, uh, just the fact that I'm gonna have something I could point to that's actually mine, mm -hmm. that's a finished product. Um, there's a lot of pride in it from so many different angles. I rep East New York hard as fuck, as you kind of like heard in the intro. Mm -hmm. You don't and, say. You know, I like to hint that it on occasion. You know, what I mean, like this has probably been the least I've mentioned, it, and I've already <laughs> said it three times. Just interview, I've been counting. You know, what I mean, so. I rep East New York hard, and and because of that, like it comes off throughout the throughout the album. I rep I rep being Dominican hard, and you see it literally on the cover. Um, it's the biggest flag that's visible. Um, by the same token, I wanted immigrants to know that while this is this immigrant story, it relates to yours. So I'm purposely wearing a ton of flags. I'm literally draped in them. Um, and and they're in the background of the shoot of the album. So. It's something that I hold dear because of that. Also, you know, like just being real, we're in like a real shitty political climate. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that when you see me, like instantly you might think, oh, that's the guy that scares me until you hear me talk. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, oh, we have a lot more in common than I realized. Mm -hmm. And when there's that familiarity, it makes it harder for you to vote in a way that affects me negatively. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, make Bridge people aware. Yeah. yeah, like, yo, I'm from East New York, but I'm a lot more like you, even though you're from Nebraska. You know, we, we mm -hmm, have stuff mm -hmm. that we kind of have in common. Right. And that's so. just track one. Yeah, boom, right there. That's the <laughs> intro right there, B. You know what I mean? You get all that when they just say, hi, gas store's here. Well, we actually have a clip from the album. Uh, Tibby, play it. You know, like I said, I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. Told you they haven't been there before. Keep it that way. If you haven't been to East New York before, I'll give you a few ideas to let you know that you're there. If you're ever leaving a bar in Bushwick and your Uber driver starts to panic, you're in East New York. <laughs> they have real like consolidated shopping because you don't want to be out much, you, you know, safety concerns. Like, you get everything in one store. Like I went to a store the other day, one store, I got a raw chicken, a baseball glove, 
and a used air conditioner. <laughs> I went in for a t-shirt. <laughs> like I didn't get what I wanted, but I got what I needed. Very that was New awesome. York. Thank that you. Was, thank that you. was that was that was awesome, man. That is as East New York as it gets, right there, bang. I kind of like I, just that. I, I didn't get what I wanted, but I got what I needed. Like that's like just put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody will buy that shit. That's just hilarious. So you have the album. Let's talk future. What are you know some other stuff that you want to do eventually as well, besides just doing the the standup? Yeah, sure. Um, um, uh, I mentioned them before. It's 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 not by coincidence. Obviously, it's it's sad that he passed away recently. But I'm really inspired by dudes like Nipsey Hussle in the sense that they kind of put on on their own. Um, so I, I have aspirations of continuing to control my own product. Um, I, I love what I have going on with 800 pound gorilla in terms of putting out the audio and the album, but I controlled my special me, my boy, Ricky Rubio, who I grew up with my boy, Peter Anthony red is a lifelong friend that he did the directing work. And I plan on putting out more of these on my own fully. I want to do them yearly and I want to kind of put pressure on the industry. Like I'm good. You know, I'm good. You've given me TV spots. You're not going to give me more. I'm going to just start putting them out on my own. Um, I think I've gotten a good enough response now from the general public that has proven that there's a demand for it. Um, quite frankly, there's been enough white male voices in comedy that have been heard and continue to get these hours. And I'm going to show that there's a market for other ones. Um, my biggest complaint is the fact that whenever there is a Latin voice or a black voice, that there is a Latin or a black voice. There is so much diversity in what those things mean. Even within us, like uh, my boy was telling me the other day, a uh, boy, Eggy. He made a valid point. Eggy's a Dominican dude from the Heights. And he said, yo, you know how different you and I are just because we're Dominicans from different hoods within New York, you know? And that nuance is mm -hmm. so clear to us, whereas it's not clear to the general masses. And it doesn't make sense because the other way is true, right? Like if you're a white person, you can clearly tell that there's a very different story for each white person. So there's that dynamic for us too as Latinos and as black folk. So I'm hoping that people kind of open up and see those things. Absolutely. Well... Thank you so much, Gaster, for being the guest. No, nah, thanks for having Gastor. me, homie. Gaster! And now, 75 R's, baby. Let's get it. Right there. And we're going to do now uh, our Que Lo Que. So this is the very first sponsored Que Lo Que, by the way. Fuchila Fresheners is sponsoring the Que Lo Que. And I'll be giving you some uh, information on getting a discount code if you want to get some stuff from the Fuchila Freshener. You finally smell good this Thank week. Thank you. So it was the Fuchila. It, it works, Fuchila. It's working. I'm wearing my pants. Gaster. Yeah, that sounds like a Latin version of the Fuji song. Yeah, Fuchila. <laughs> when you want to smell very good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Rich is going to kill me because of that. Uh, Gaster, uh, let everyone know where they can find you on the socials. Oh, man. You can find me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gastor Almonte. You can also see my website, GastorAlmonte.com, to sign up for my list. Most importantly, my album, Immigrant Me, drops April 5th on all all streaming services and the special being independently released on Amazon will be out April 12th. Check it out. It sincerely means a lot to me for you guys to check it. Say what you want to say. I just want to j just get this out there and get honest opinions on it. Love y'all. Peace.
All right. Thank you so much, Gaster. Uh, and for me, well, look, we are now, the Keloke is officially sponsored by Fuchila Fresheners. Uh, that's why I'm smelling really good because I have one in my um, wow in my shirt. About time. Huh? Um, but our listeners, you have the opportunity to get a discount with the LOL promo. Ooh. So when you go to the website, fuchilafresheners.com, put in LOL10 in the promo and you get a discount. Yo, they were wow. amazing. Ruben was an amazing guest. Yes. But they have some amazing stuff. So check out the website and, uh, yeah, enjoy. Beautiful. Courtesy to us. For me, uh, just check out all of my uh, all my platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Juan Bago. Jamie? Yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be on LA, so that's that's pretty much what's going on with me. And then um, Jay Ferns at Instagram, and stay tuned for that webcam show. <laughs> nah, not really. That's a, still an April Fool's. <laughs> Frank? Yo, Maqueloque is for our West Coast fans. I want to give a like a warm shout out to all of them because they've always supported. Like I've always been surprised. Michael's always told me like, no, our biggest supporters are on the West Coast. And being from the East Coast, I was like always surprised. So, you know, mass shout out to them for always giving us love. And that's my Keloke to my West Coast. Oh, that's peoples. right. So so we probably we'll, we'll, we'll put information out, but you guys probably can beat us when we do a, an oh, episode man, out there. I would love we'll that. do like an impromptu uh, oh, no, meet and greet. Yo, wow. we're gonna be in front of the, We're gonna be in front of the La Brea Tar Pits, Ooh. yo. Come through. <laughs> Alana. What up, yo? Before I get into my shameless plugging, I want to give a shout out to Yero. Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. If you're an aspiring writer, photographer, or just have something to say, Yero wants to hear from you. Yep. Join the Yero Contributor Network today. Email contributor at yero.com for more info. Jeez. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got my web series at Two Grown, T-W-O Grown. Stay tuned for season two. I'm going to be out actually in SF, uh, that's San Francisco, oh, okay, with my right. improv team, DMXX. So yeah. stay tuned for all of that with DMXX Improv. And I'm at It's Alana J, I-T-S-A-L-A-N-A-J. Awesome. So thank you so much to our listeners. Once again, you know, Go on iTunes, rate us, put comments, let your friends know, you let your abuelas know. Um, and yes, we're going to be in L.A. Uh, Rachel, feel better. Um, and thank you so much for having Gaster to be our guest. Ch- check out his album. And on that note, we are out. Oye, mijo, que show es ese que están escuchando. Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. Attention anyone looking for hand sanitizer. Sanitizing your hands and surfaces is one of the best ways to fight COVID-19. The FDA recently published new guidelines for the production of hand sanitizer during this public health emergency. Most commonly used hand sanitizers are not compliant. Here's the good news. You can now get the hand sanitizer you're looking for that meets FDA guidelines to fight COVID-19. Introducing Halo CV, one of the first hand sanitizers available in the U.S. that's formulated specifically for COVID-19 and meets both FDA 
FDA and CDC guidelines. Get yours now at halocv.com. That's H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Halo CV can be used on all surfaces, such as countertops, doorknobs, and shopping carts, in addition to your hands. Made in the USA, Halo CV is formulated specifically for COVID-19. Be safe, stay home, and sanitize your hands and surfaces with Halo CV. Go to halocv.com, and we'll rush your order to you today. That's halocv.com, H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Go to halocv.com. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.